Today on Drawing Near, we conclude our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians by reviewing chapter 6. It has been a rich and rewarding study for me as we've examined these six chapters. And I hope the Lord has blessed you through the faithful study of His Word. So open God's Word and turn once again to Ephesians chapter 6 for our Ephesians 6 review. As always, before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to live out the truth of your word in our lives. We thank you for opening up your word to us, even when we are reluctant to engage your word in study. Lord, we sometimes are so much in the flesh that opening up your word and studying is a challenge. But I pray that you would help us through discipline and faithfulness to rely on your command to study your word because of the benefits that it gives to us and the strength and the help that it gives to us. Father, open our eyes. Give our minds retention, the ability to store up this information in a way that will be useful, that will protect us from sin and help us to touch the lives of other people with the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for your love and your patience and your faithfulness toward us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Chapter 6 is essentially three sections. The first is the continuation from chapter 5 of submission, and it deals with children and fathers and bondservants and masters. The second part deals with the armor of God. The third part deals with prayer and Paul's final words. In summarizing this section, I think it's important that we understand the connection between chapter 5 and chapter 6. Chapter 5 deals with submitting to one another in those intimate relationships. And chapter 6, in continuing that, then goes to the fact that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The flesh and blood that Paul is referring to here may very well be all of those people that we are to be in submission to. Husbands, wives, father, children, master, servants. The greatest struggles in our lives are in those relationships with those individuals that we're with all the time. That's when our emotions and our thoughts, our judgments are challenged, and we want to generally respond in the flesh. Of course, Paul is telling us when he deals with the armor that that armor protects us from Satan's work in every area of our life. But with regard to children and fathers, children are simply to obey their parents. It's the first commandment with promise. And fathers are to be careful not to lead their children in such a way that the children become angry and bitter. But rather, fathers are to bring up the children in the training and the admonition of the Lord. They're to do this in a Christ-like way. Bond servants are reminded to be obedient to their masters with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, and to do this as if to Jesus. They're not simply to do this playing a role as eye service or as men pleasers, but they're to do this as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, serving from their heart, Paul tells us in verse 6. And they're to do this with goodwill in their hearts. They need to understand that whatever good anyone does, he receives the same from the Lord, whether he is slave and free. 
So the challenge for the servant is to serve a master, whether good or bad, and to rely on God to balance the books. Masters are to do the same thing for the servants, to treat them in a respectful, honorable way, knowing that there is no partiality with God the Father. When we, by faith, trust God and obey His Word, submitting ourselves to one another in the various roles that we have, we reduce the level of friction and tension in all of these relationships. When we do these things in the flesh, when we live out these relationships in the flesh, we are filled with unrest. There is confrontation and friction. We need to learn to just trust God and to enjoy His peace and His blessing. Then in looking back at the second section of Ephesians chapter 6, dealing with the armor of God, Paul challenges believers in Ephesus to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Being strong in the Lord is to equip ourselves with those things God has given us to stand in battle against Satan. We are told in verse 11 that Satan is cunning and crafty, that he is wily, and that we are to stand against all of his deceit and cunning, all of his attempts at taking us down, drawing us away. And we're to recognize we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Our struggle is not with the people that we see around us. They may embody the elements that are involved in our struggle, but our struggle is a spiritual struggle against spiritual adversaries. And they are seeking to deceive us and to diminish our faith in God, to keep us in the flesh, and look to our own resources. But we're to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We're to put on the whole armor of God. Not part of it, but all of it. And so verse 13 says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We are to stand. We're to stand firm. We are to stand with our waist girded with the belt of truth. We're to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are to be covered with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, we're told in verse 16, we're to take the shield of faith because it's through faith that we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We must have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Verse 17 tells us then to take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is the whole armor. Truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, and the Word of God. These are our resources in the conflict, and we need to pay careful attention. God has given us this concise, understandable list of those things necessary to stand against Satan. We need to be careful to give attention to be fully equipped. And if we are fully equipped, standing in the Lord, we will be able to stand and we will have victory. But only through faith in the Lord, doing what he says in this passage, are we assured that kind of victory. Then Paul says in the third section, in the final section as he closes, not only are we to take up the armor of God, but we are to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We need to be in constant communication and contact with our captain, with our Lord, with our Savior. We need to be relying on his provision, his peace. 
He is the one who supplies all of our need. And so in thankfulness, looking back at all that he has done for us and continues to do for us, in worship, we're to ask him to supply our need according to the Spirit. And we're to be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We're not only to pray for ourselves, but we're to pray for all of those around us all the time. Our lives are to be filled with prayer for one another. Paul finally says, and pray for me. Paul wants the Ephesian church to be praying for him. And his prayer is not that he would be delivered from prison, or that he would know freedom, or that he would be treated well, but rather his prayer is that he may open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He is in chains because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that doesn't deter him from desiring to boldly share the gospel. Now he's asking for prayer because even Paul is acknowledging here subtly that sometimes sharing the gospel can be a little intimidating. And he says, pray for me that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We need to be praying for those people who are on the front lines of the struggle with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be praying for everyone, all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, but especially those who are on the front lines. And then Paul says that in order that you may know how I'm doing, I'm sending Tychicus, who is a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord. He will make known all things to you. Paul often was surrounded by godly men and women who he loved and they loved him, who sacrificed a great deal to minister to him. And Tychicus is one of these, and he's going to make a long journey from the prison cell where Paul is to the church in Ephesus to deliver the letter and news of Paul. Paul wants Tychicus to make this sacrificial journey so that the church in Ephesus can know what's going on with Paul and their hearts may be comforted. And then Paul extends peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. He not only opens up with this desire that they may know peace and mercy from God, but he closes with the words that it is God's desire, in the midst of all this conflict we've been looking at, that they would know peace and love mingled with faith, that God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ would continue to bless their lives with peace and love through faith in Jesus. Then he says, may the grace of God be with all those who love the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. In those words, Paul is not just praying for those in Ephesus, but he's praying for us as well. He's imparting a blessing of grace to all of those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. And so the final question becomes, are we living in a loving relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ? Not only are we walking by faith, but are we loving Jesus? Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Are we doing this in sincerity? Or are we doing, as we looked at earlier in this passage, we're just going through the motions and and doing lip service to Jesus? God knows our hearts, and he calls us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength in sincerity. And I pray that we would evaluate and reevaluate and examine, are we loving the Lord actively? Then Paul closes with amen. Let it be so, truly. It is my prayer that as we look back on each of these sections of review in just six podcasts, we can be reminded of all that's contained in the letter of Ephesians. It is my prayer that through these devotional podcasts that you will be encouraged and strengthened each day to do all that God has called you to do and to live victoriously in faith in Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, we thank you for this letter. I thank you for Paul 
and all of those who have made sacrifices that we may have and know your word. And I thank you for preserving your word for us, Father, in a language that we can understand. And may we highly value and prize your word to us, Father, and read it and study it and live it out day by day. I pray that you'd give all of us understanding with regards to the truths of your word and that your church would become holier and more pure and more blameless day by day, serving you and one another in love and genuineness of heart. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.